You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on, and this is OnlyFans Q&A Live on December the 27th, 2023. This show, as always, is exclusive to our Discord. How do you get on our Discord? Well, it's $3 a month. But you can go directly to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. That's as simple as it can be. And for the cost of... What what costs $3 nowadays, Simon? Like, nothing, right? Uh, I mean, I went to New York a few weeks ago and nothing costs $3. So, uh, yeah. Well, you could get somebody to spit on you in New York for $3. Like... I don't think so. It's nine dollars in New York. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Even fresh air was four dollars <laughs> fifty. Yes, exactly. So the point is, it's just three dollars, people. And if you want to be with over two thousand, two thousand one hundred and man, I don't want to shortchange anybody here, but it's over two thousand members. If you want to be with and talk to two thousand of your fellow dolphin fans like-minded dolphin fans not none of these twitter clowns i don't know if you've been in, on twitter lately simon but woof that place is getting worse but by, <laughs> by the day and football twitter is leading the way they're leading yeah. the way it's uh it's, it's essentially who was good the last two minutes is who's good now <laughs> yeah i mean i've kind of given up on it it's um it's just a it's uh I hate it. it's a moron charter, frankly. It's an idiot's charter. It's it, it's the place where it's the place where idiotic views and stupid people now go to it's their Graceland essentially. It's their Valhalla. It's their you know and, and unfortunately because the stupider they are, the more and I'm guilty of it as much as anybody, but the stupider they are, the more um, kind of limelight they get because of their stupidity. You know, you only have to look at the, the current debate around, you know. I mean, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, for, for all year we've heard that the Dolphins haven't beaten a good team and then we beat Dallas. And I heard three people today say, one said, uh, well, can't be kicking field goals, lads, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> then somebody else said, somebody else said, uh, the Dolphins, uh, they didn't impress me because uh, they can't win on the road against a good team. And then the third one was it wasn't an impressive win because everybody knows Dallas can't win on the road, so it doesn't really count. 
it's just like okay i mean what what will it take like a super bowl even even if we're in a super bowl it'd be like oh, they're frauds because they kicked a field goal or whatever so yeah yeah the most fluky super bowl winner of all time is what it yeah. will be yeah, I had one guy early this morning telling me, where are the quality wins, and why is their point differential not so big against division-leading teams? And I'm like, yeah. wow, we're not going to get into the Rose Bowl, are we, Simon? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Not this year. Um, I also saw somebody say that um, Mike McDaniel's shtick was getting uh, really tiresome and that everybody was really tired of it now. I was like, yeah, but you know what that's really? about. Yeah, but you know what that's about, right, Simon? That's like that's like uh, the the guy who's really tired of his wife or tired of his girlfriend looking over at his friend with a really sexy wife saying, mm. "Man, I wish I had that." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just jealousy. Yeah. Everybody wants our coach. You know. I know this was a Dolphins fan. This was a Dolphins fan. Oh God! This. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose the good thing is that he's not eyeing up tall buildings to fly into. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yet. Yeah, for for Sean McDermott, yes. Yet, but yes, uh, I got to get your thoughts on this before we go to questions. That that's what we do around here, and we also vamp and wait for the injury report. This week is just not going to be very consequential. I'll give you the headlines: Kyle Hamilton not going to practice. We don't know what's going to happen with him on Sunday. We will learn more as the week goes on. Good news on the Miami side: Javon Holland practiced today. He was on with Hawkman and Crowder, and he said he's going to try to give it a go. This week, but he said he's going to be patient, which is what he said last week. Uh, the good news is that he did reveal last week that he was sprinting and doing calisthenics, getting his conditioning up, which is a very, very good sign. We don't know about anybody else. Okay, we know that chosen. It's been revealed. He was in the in the protocol, but progressing nicely, which suggests that he should come off of it sometime this week. That's all good news. Rob Hunt, we just don't know. Uh, they did say that he's been aching to play, and if you've been watching him on the sidelines, he's jumping up and down, running up and down the sidelines. That's different than trying to block 320-pound defensive tackles. So just because he looks healthy on the sideline doesn't mean he's healthy to play an NFL game. Uh, he did say they did say that you know they don't want to insert him, have him play a half, and then he's gone for the rest of the season. So I'm guessing they'll be cautious there. I guess optimism with Holland, optimism with with Chosen. With Waddle, we just don't know. We got another pronouncement, and just like we've been saying on OnlyFans all year and on our podcast, pound for pound, the toughest guy on the team is probably Jalen Waddle. Um, we don't know where he will be as far as on the field on Sunday. Uh, that's one that you're just going to watch all the way until Friday where they rule him out or rule him possibly in or as a game-time decision. Uh, your thoughts on this injury report? There's not much to glean from it. Simon, but some good news, some mixed bag. The one we're watching on Baltimore is Kyle Hamilton because, as pointed out in the chat earlier today, their passer rating against drops almost 30 points when he's not on the field. So that would yeah. be a big one. Your thoughts on both of these injury reports heading into this yeah. game? Kyle Hamilton uh, should be a top three finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, unfortunately, I think he'll play. I don't think the injury is very severe. The flip side to that is, unfortunately, I don't think any of the four Dolphin players that you mentioned will play this weekend. I think it's a week too soon for Rob Hunt. I think he, the, the Waddle's high ankle sprain will just not be good enough. I know it's not severe, but I just don't think you can have him running and cutting at full speed. I think generally they've been very, very cautious with concussions. 
Um, so I suspect Robbie Anderson doesn't play. Um, and uh, who was the fourth? And Holland, I just think, is a week away. I think they, ideally, they would have liked to have put Holland on injured reserve and they just couldn't because they want to bring Baker back as well and they've only got one slot left. Um, and they couldn't do that. Uh, I think it's probably just a week too soon. I know he's, I know he's sprinting and doing calisthenics and stuff. But to me, Holland is the most likely to play. Um, I would not be shocked at all if all four of them didn't play. I just think it's a week too soon, certainly for Holland and Hunt. All right. Uh, before we get to these questions, a couple of housekeeping uh, issues to take care of around the NFL. Really, just one big one. Russell Wilson, he's, he's being shut down for the rest of the season. We're speculating in the in the three YPC chat right now that he might get cut, he might get traded. Uh, I think we could put that to bet. Where does he play next year? Very quickly before we go to these these questions, because the uh, chat the chat is overwhelmingly good. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think they I, I think they like Kenny Pickett too much. Um, I don't think that will happen. Um, I think, I mean, I, th there are lots of chips to fall, right? We have three, I mean, to me, the, the best four quarterbacks in the draft are in no particular order, Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Michael Penix, and Jaden Daniels, okay? Um, I think probably three of them go in the first round. Well, I, I mean, 100% three of them. Yeah, and I think Daniels, May, and Williams will go top five, and Penix could do what Lamar Jackson did and sneak in at the back end of round one because he's going to get to the combine, and people are going to see that arm and just throw the shit out of it. Obviously, there's there's an age issue; he's a bit older, and the injury stuff from from when he was at Indiana is a, is an issue. Okay, but uh, then you have decisions like the Bears, for example. What do the Bears do? You know, Do they stick with Justin Fields? Do they trade Justin Fields? Does Arthur Smith stay in Atlanta? If he does, Justin Fields is a perfect fit for an Arthur Smith offense. Um, could that trade happen? Potentially. Um, could the Bears stick around, trade down maybe one spot, maybe two spots, uh, and get Marvin Harrison? Uh, could they trade down? a couple of spots more and come away with Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors or Keon Coleman. Uh, I think there's a bit of a drop off after the first three and then to Coleman, uh, just in terms of translatable skills to the next level. Um, so that's a really interesting question. So, you know, there are quarterback openings around the league, Washington, potentially, you know, I like Sam Howell and I think he's generally done a really good job this season. I just think he's been physically beaten down. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's been beaten uh, because their offensive line is is probably, along with Carolina's, the worst in the league. Brian Robinson's injury means the run game is struggling. They've not been able to get Terry McLaurin going. They've not been able to get Dotson going. They just need a lot of help on that offense. And and, and I think he just is physically. I mean, he's been sacked more than anybody in the league. Um, so it will be interesting to see where he ends up because there is a lot of bad quarterback play around the league. Uh, I initially thought that he probably would be traded and not cut, but then Chris made a very good point about cutting him post June 1st and actually when you dig into the contract details it seems as though they'd have to essentially eat the 34 and a half million in dead cap money for 2024 if they cut him after June 1st but because his 2025 contract is not guaranteed therefore they can essentially they're on the on the hook for all of that 35 point whatever I just said and then nothing else after that Trading him would be more difficult unless a team, unless they and a team agree to some sort of Brock Osweiler deal where they pay a significant percentage or all of his contract and then somebody else pays a you know a draft pick for him, um, as 
famously happened with Brock Osweiler a few years ago. So um, where he ends up will be a mystery. I just don't think, I, I never really thought the marriage between a very, 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 very details oriented player like Drew Brees and Sean Payton was ever going to work when you look at what Russ does and Sean Payton. I just don't think those two were a particularly good marriage. Um, not saying that Russell isn't details oriented because he obviously is. There is just a specificity around what Breeze and uh, Payton had that I think is different to what Russell brings to the table. Um, it'll be interesting to see if anybody that he worked with in Seattle gets a head coaching job elsewhere. Will Pete Carroll retire? Will Pete Carroll leave Seattle? Will Pete Carroll go anywhere? Daryl Bevel, some of those guys that worked with him, what might happen should they get jobs elsewhere? Um, Sean Desai, who's obviously in Seattle, who knows? It'll be interesting to see whether or not Russell ends up with one of those former uh, Seattle, Seattle acolytes. But um, it'll be interesting offseason no matter what. All right, uh, we're going to bring some guys on here to from the audience. These are members of OnlyFans. And again, if you want to get on OnlyFans, you go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. It's just $3 a month. As I bring you up, identify yourself for the audience. Uh, we see who you are because you are members of our Discord for longstanding members. In fact, this one has been a member since the inception, I believe. Uh, identify yourself and do you have a question? Yes, uh, Finn's mechanic, uh, uh, one of the hosts of Inside Leverage. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Haitian Dolphin, or you can follow the page Inside Leverage. Uh, appreciate you guys. It's been a long time since I've been here, man. How are you guys? First off, I'm great. Uh, Simon is. Hey, dude. Great. How are you? Good, man. I'm good. 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 Hope. Uh, how's everything over there? Real quick. Yeah, all good, brother. Nice to see you. Nice. Uh, I like interacting with you and stuff. So uh, it's all good here. I hope you had a nice Christmas. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, a question in regards to the injury, uh, and, and, and I see a lot of fans are pressed and worried, so I wanted to kind of get a refresher, a reminder, um, specifically for Robert Hunt, if, if, uh, if he's able to go, how, many, how much of practice does he need to uh, practice this week to convince the team that he's going to play Sunday. Does it have to be from Thursday to Friday or at least Friday and see how he, uh, see how he uh, reacts on Saturday to practice? How often does he need to practice this week in order to play this coming Sunday? Well, I'll, I'll let Simon go after I say this. When you have an injury like he had, okay, which is a soft tissue injury, what you want to see is you want to see him get through a full practice at 100%. And if you watch the Dolphins – and you've seen them in camp, they go at 100% all the time. They don't have any, any. they don't really use any 7-on-7 seven seven or even 4-on-4 four four passing drills. They go 11-on-11 11 11 and they go hard all practice. He's going to have to make it through at least one full practice and have no swelling and no discomfort. And remember, he has some bruising, so you want to see that almost completely dissipate. So other than that, I don't know if you have anything else to add, Simon. Uh, so I would say he has to get yeah. through a good, long practice. I think they'd like to see him go through multiple practices, actually, um, because I, speaking from a position of uh, somewhat knowledge uh, in terms of what I've been told. Um, so I saw him in Frankfurt, the first game that he missed, and he was doing explosive drills on the side, which was essentially like frog jumps and stuff. And by that, I mean hands by his side, 
uh, knees bending and then exploding forwards, jumping a yard, yard and a half, and just doing it, jump, stand still, jump, stand still, jump, stand still, putting pressure on that hamstring because that, ultimately that's the problem, right? For me, for me and for the Dolphins, the, the issue is that if, let's say, they play 65 snaps on offense, that is 65 times plus special team snaps, field goals, extra points, where he is having to load up on that hamstring and explode out of his stance You because by the very nature of the position that you play on the offensive line, that is what you have to do. Your power is generated like a good boxer with a great punch. The power is generated through the through the thighs and up through the hip. So it's the same for an offensive lineman. It, it, the power comes from the from the hamstrings because you're exploding upwards into your opponent. And I think that was the issue and has remained the issue for Hunt is just being able to trust that hamstring to be able to do that 65, 70 times without it. Because I think if it's not 100%, and he injures it again against Baltimore. He's done. That that will be it. Then he will he will be out. He will probably need surgery. He will be out for the season. And you're going to go the rest of the way without your sort of borderline Pro Bowl guard, which is a you know it's an issue. Like Rob Jones filled in capably. He's not great in pass protection. He is a good run blocker. Um, but with Hunt, you know you've got the ability to kick him out to tackle, so he can hold up as a you know as a spot tackle. Um, so I think Alf kind of was right on the on the how many practices you'd like to see him do. I think they'd probably like more than just the one, just to be safe. But it is knowing whether or not he can really handle himself when it comes to that explosion off the snap. Absolutely. Uh, all right. As I bring you up, identify yourself for the audience. Uh, we see you, but the audience doesn't. So, all right, you're up. That's Dave. Hey guys. I want to, before I ask my question, one thing I want to say is I give you guys, I consume a ridiculous amount of Dolphins content, and I give you guys endless shit, but this is by far and away the absolute best place to spend your time and talk about the Dolphins 100%. You guys know more than most of these other yahoos have ever, you know, will ever know. Thank you for that. I completely and utterly and 100% agree. (laughs) Thanks, Cap. Appreciate that, mate. Absolutely. Um, So... To me, as I sat down and kind of started looking through it, it really seems like, well, the Baltimore is a really good team. It just seems to me we slightly outclass them in all areas when you compare each of the areas except for maybe quarterback. Not that two is not good. Those two are just so diametrically opposite skill sets from each other that it's hard to compare them. But where their secondary is good, not great. Our secondary is really, really, really good. And their wide receivers aren't that great. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were kind of comparing them in that way. Well, I'll go first. I think that the Ravens have better linebackers. Uh, their safeties as currently constituted are healthier than ours, so they're better. I like our corners. I like our front seven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, overall over there. I like our defensive line over there. I, I love our defensive tackles. I think we have the best defensive tackle tandem in the entire sport. Uh, on offense, I like our tackles when healthy. I like their interior line better. Uh, running backs, I guess you got to give us the slight edge. We got the big production, and they just lost a huge piece. They lost their Devon Achan and Keaton Mitchell. You got to give him the quarterback. He has, uh, he has a you know, he has the history. He's former MVP, and their tight ends are better. So, pretty two, two evenly matched teams. And oh, uh, now that we have the best kicker of all time on our side. I guess we got kicker over over Justin Tucker as well, but two very evenly matched teams, and yeah, what we got that's better than theirs, they got that's better than ours. So it's it should make for a great game, and if once you boil down to it, it's it is the two most talented teams in the AFC. Uh, your thoughts, Simon? Yeah, I think their roster is just I think they're absolutely stacked pretty much all over. I mean, you look at their secondary, for example, you know, you, you know that. They start with Marlon Humphrey, who's very, very good. He's a top 10 corner. You bring in Brandon Stevens on the other side. He's really underrated, a really good player, a tough tackler. You've got Geno Stoner, I think still leads the NFL in interceptions this season. You've got Rocky Asin, who can obviously play as a third corner, who's really good. Marcus Williams, a free safety, excellent player. We know about Kyle Hamilton. He's an absolute, you, you have to, he's one of those rare players. He's like Michael Parsons. You have to account for him on every single snap. He's that good. So in terms of the secondary, I think they're really, really strong here. And then they still got, you know, Ronald Darby, who's a veteran, who's savvy, who can play. Jalen Armour Davis, who's at Alabama, is a good player. Arthur Millette has been making plays. Linebackers, we know how good Rokon Smith is. Patrick Queen is, has had a, his best year. You know, he's in a contract year, but he's a very, very good player as well. Um, in terms of what he does, they've got kind of veterans on the outside. You know, you talk about, you know, we have Melvin Ingram and Jason Pierre, and we had Jason Pierre Paul. They've got Genevieve Clowney, and they're getting really good high level snaps from him. Adafi Owe is playing well. Malik Harrison is playing well on the inside. Their defensive line interior, and Justin Madabuike is going to be an all pro defensive tackle. I mean, he, I think he's got 13 sacks this season, which is insane from a, from an, um, from a defensive tackle, Michael Pierce is just an absolute oak in the middle, suck, sucking up the run. That sounds really perverted and it's not meant to be. Mm. Um, Brent Urban, they get good rotational snaps off Urban, Travis Jones. And then off, on the offense, obviously, Ronnie Stanley is is a really good player. I think Tyler Linderbaum is a Pro Bowl center. So, you know, they're, they're really good there. The guards are solid with Zietler. And, uh, and the, the thing they can also do is essentially move um, Patrick McCarry, who's the fullback. I mean, he's 300 pounds. I mean, they can move Makari and essentially make him as an extra tackle. And they can do that either out of the backfield or on the offensive line. Um, and then, you know, you look at what they've done over the last few years and they've done it without talent, really, at the receiver position. Um, and they've had to rely so much on Mark Andrews. Well, you know, Andrews is down, but Isaiah Likely is a good player. Charlie Kohler's catching passes at tight end. But then, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Tylan Wallace. You know, these are guys they've just not had in the past. And, yep, Odell isn't the same player that he was. He's still a really good player, you know, and there's going to be some competitive edge with him going with uh, and against Jalen Ramsey. Two close friends, two teammates who won a Super Bowl with the Rams. You know, Zay Flowers has had a really good season. They use him in lots of funky ways. And Lamar and, you know, Todd Munkin, they, you know, Lamar's never had this level of of talent. He's never had this level of talent around him. Todd Monk is doing a great job. He's brought so many collegiate um, concepts 
uh, over from Georgia and their offense just looks completely different. And yet, Al's right in terms of Keaton Mitchell being down, and that is a shame. But they still have Gus Edwards, who can run with power and can score down at the goal line. Justice Hill is a nice change of pace. Um, and I think they've elevated Melvin Gordon as well. So, you know, I think there's... um. There are players there that um, oh, and Patrick Ricard, the uh, fullback Ricard as well, is a you know he lines up all over the place too. So I just think you know they're a really good team. I think they're really well coached. You know, Harbaugh's a great coach. Uh, Mike McDonald is a brilliant defensive coordinator who should get lots of looks for a head coach. Um, so you know it's hard to find a weakness anywhere really, and it will be a uh, you know I, I think a neutral field. I think it would be a very close game, a very close game. Um, what concerns me is that for three quarters, in the, people keep saying the last time the Dolphins played the Ravens, it was this. And, my, and and yeah, Miami did win the game, okay? But what we need to remember is that Miami were 35-14 down and absolutely hanging on at one point. Yes, they came out to win. That's completely true. But it didn't go our way for three quarters. And for three quarters, we were made to look a little bit silly. Now, we came back, we got the win in the end, and that's great. But you know, let's not forget the position that we were in and we were in that position because the Ravens were playing really good football. Now, they've just gone coast to coast, played Monday night, uh, you know, and yes, they smashed the 49ers. To me, I think, you know, that is a big, big win against a very good team. But without the interceptions, of which not all of them were Brock Purdy's fault, I don't think, um, you know, that's a much closer game in terms of, you know, they were able to capitalise off the interceptions. They were also able to do something that has haunted Miami a little bit, both against Buffalo when we played Josh Allen, but it also happened three or four times on uh, Sunday against Dak Prescott, which was get our hands, getting our hands on the quarterback and then having him escape and make plays either with his legs or make throws. We cannot do that with Lamar Jackson. We have to get him to the ground. There were times also on Sunday where Dak was able to run uh, because he had space at the second level because Duke Riley and uh, the other linebackers, uh, David Long had sort of got sucked out either with running backs or with tight ends coming over the middle. We can't do that either. We have to be disciplined in terms of how we play down in the box, which is an incredibly difficult job to do for someone like Duke Riley, who isn't a starter, but has played very well. You know, do you follow the tight end or, or do you vacate the spot knowing that Lamar could pick up a first down, could pick up 20, could pick up 50, could pick up 70, could pick up 90, because that's what he's capable of. So it will require an incredibly disciplined performance by that defense. Um, and it remains to be seen whether or not, you know, how that chess match will work. I, I think on a neutral field, I would feel more comfortable about it. Going to Baltimore is a tough place to go and win. But, you know, the Rams, who run a very, very similar offense, very similar scheme to us, almost pulled it off um, a couple of weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. Um, and I think we have to do very similarly uh, to what Sean McVay did uh, on that day. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think it's an extremely tough ask. Yeah, and uh, I, will, I will say this. Uh, there's one major difference uh, between Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. Yes, Lamar Jackson's a lot quicker, but Dak Prescott's a bull. They, li they list him at 6'2", 238 pounds. He's not 238. He th That dude is a, a solid 250 pounds. Uh, have you seen him? Have you ever seen Dak Prescott in person? He looks like a linebacker. Yeah, he's a big unit. And if you watch Lamar, I know he's listed at about 212 pounds. He's he looks like a wide receiver. <laughs> he really does. He looks like a like a Don't say that. 
You'll be starting a narrative. <laughs> yeah, but so we should be able to our our two hundred and seventy pound edge rusher Bradley Chubb should be able to get hands on Lamar and be able to bring him down. Uh, so maybe we should be a little bit more sure-handed this week with this type of quarterback is a little bit more slight, not as strong as the Dak Prescott's and Josh Allen's of the world. All right, let's finish up with these uh, questions from the chat. First one, question for Simon and Alf, each answer. Uh, what is the one aspect of this year's team that has exceeded or per, your preseason expectations? You can't answer with the offensive line. That shocked all of us. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, Remove Jesus. the answer I want to give. <laughs> wow. Um, so now i got to search one. I, you know what? I'll give mine very quickly, and then you can go and we can move on. Linebackers. All of these guys can play. Uh, Duke Riley is starter quality. Uh, we know Jerome Baker can play, and he's had a monster year. And David Long, my God, what a good player. What a bargain. That guy, you could yeah. just watch him every single week in film, and he is really, really good. Like, he is Pro Bowl good. And PFF yeah, also has him ranked as the best run defender in football. So that's one thing. So I guess that's my answer. The linebackers, they're really, really good. Simon, yours? Um, well, if I can't have the offensive line, I would say the fans in the stadium, actually, it really annoys me that the the, the fans are just – the place is half empty or whenever we play a road team that travels well, the stadium is like – 60% full of uh, the opposing team's fans, I think, actually. And it helps that we're winning, obviously. Um, and we're putting on a show, but actually the stadium's full and it's bouncing and the atmosphere's great and it's noisy when the opponents are on offense. Um, so I'm going to say the fans have surprised me because um, that's kind of what you need when you're trying to win a division, trying to win a uh, conference, trying to win a Super Bowl. You need to be an intimidating place. And I thought in the big games we've played, Tennessee, Dallas... You know, in terms of the TV games and stuff, it's been loud, and I've not expected it. So, um, so yeah, the fans. Yeah, and by the way, uh, that game uh, on Christmas Eve, Cowboys Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium, thirty almost thirty two million people watched that. And for those that know what that means, that's almost a ten share in the United States. To give you an idea, the best Super Bowls get about twenty eight thirty shares. So this is a third of a Super Bowl audience, which is the the highest watched show every single year, year in and year out for the last like 40 years, is the Super Bowl. This was the highest watched event, including NBA Finals, uh, World Series, whatever, in the last calendar year, and the highest on Fox since 1995. Uh, that was that that was impressive as well. There's a lot of interest. And a lot of people got to see this team. All right, uh, next question. Prediction for where Fields, I guess that is Justin Fields, plays next year. Uh, the Bears have so much versatility. They might can everybody and just start over. Man, there's. Uh, I keep looking at Justin Fields, and I understand he doesn't play all that great. And, you know, maybe you can move on, and if you move on, you're going to move on with one of the top prospects, but... Something tells me that it can work because I've seen him at his best. And at his best, he can be absolutely terrifying. Um, where does he play next year? I say he plays in Chicago again next year. Your thoughts, Simon? Uh, it's so difficult. I mean, I talked about it earlier on. I think he, I mean, he's getting better. Um, and I think we were uh, always argued that um, 
we always argued that uh, this team had to be, this Miami team, we had to be supportive of Tua because he didn't have any talent around him. And then we got talent around him and you saw what happened. And you only have to look at the talent around Justin Fields to think, is it not worth waiting, given what you've invested um, and actually surrounding him with some high-level talent? DJ Moore is a really good player. Uh, but if you were to add a Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore, uh, if you were to add Marvin Harrison to DJ Moore with Cole Komet and then throw in a, you know, a free agent running back, for example, um, and then throw in a really good number three wide receiver, for example, um, and bring in some help, further help on the offensive line, then what are we looking at? You know, uh, I think we are generally too quick to give up on quarterbacks. Yes, there are still processing issues. There are still accuracy issues. Um, but he has a completely unique skill set, really, uh, in terms of what he can do with his legs. Um, he's dangerous at times and he has improved. So I think it would be a toss. It's a massive decision for Ryan Poles um, as to what to do because you could get a huge haul from someone uh, or you could stay where you are and rebuild with another quarterback with Williams or May or you could take the massive haul and completely revitalise that offensive side of the ball um, knowing that you've already got a quarterback in place who isn't going to take a year, 18 months to kind of come to speed because the CJ Strouds of the world are pretty rare. So I would say he either stays in Chicago or he ends up somewhere like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we've gone way over the time, so we're only going to take two more questions. I'm going to pick out two of the best. Uh, This one's a good one. How has Liam performed so well? I'm going to assume that's Liam Eichenberg and not Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson, how has he performed so far? He is doing the same role he did in Taken over and over and over until his bank account bursts. Just with a bit of added racism, I think. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I don't know what that was about, but I heard something going on with Liam Neeson as of late. I don't know what that was about. But, yeah, yeah Liam Eikenberg, how has he performed so far? Uh, passable. Do you hand him the center job next year and try to save a couple Fuck of bucks? no. No. Fuck no. No. Okay. Connor Williams, we might get a little discount there. You know, I hate to, I hate to be a vulture, <laughs> Simon, but sometimes in a cap sport, you have to be a vulture. I think that you know Brandon Shore and Chris Greer will be will play the vulture role starting in in March and say, "Hey, Connor, uh, how about I think a- they'll also be? I think they'll also be good um, to Connor Williams because they know that he was in a position to make a significant amount of money, um, and now that has been taken away from him. And I know it's a business, but I think they will be good to Connor Williams, and I think they might give him a two year deal." essentially a year to kind of get back up on his feet and a year to prove himself. Um, because I don't think any team's going to come in with a multi-year, multi-million pound deal for Connor Williams. So, um, but I would not, you know, I, I, if Connor Williams was, if Connor Williams leaves, I don't think I could beg the answer. I think you look and draft someone like Graham Barton or Powers Jackson, the kid at Oregon or whatever. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, you know, Armstead comes back, you draft Troy Fatanu from Washington and play him at left guard with the idea that you move him out to left tackle, you have Connor Williams at centre, you have Rob Hunt at right guard, and you have Austin Jackson at right tackle. That, to me, is a pretty decent offensive line. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, last question, and I'm going to call my shot on this one. Uh, Last question is, could you see Wes Walker as our future offensive coordinator? He'll be the offensive coordinator next year because I think Frank Smith gets a job this offseason. Uh, your thoughts, Simon? Um, could I see it as Wes Welker? Yeah, potentially. I think McDaniel 
I think there is a couple of other people that McDaniel really likes. And there's a specific guy whose name I can't remember who stayed at the 49ers, but who McDaniel's really close to, um, but who would be getting a promotion. But Wes Welker would certainly be in the mix, absolutely. Um, it won't be John, um, it won't be the Titans coach. It won't be the running backs coach. Uh, I think I'll have to, I'd have to look. Uh, I don't have my glasses. Uh, I think it would be uh, the guy at the 49ers, potentially. Um, but Welker's absolutely in the mix. Yeah, and I think that, uh, I don't know if you want to add something to that, but I think Frank Smith could end up with Justin Herbert in L.A. He has some background over there. That's a job you can leave for and be pretty comfortable in taking. They're not going to get Harbaugh. Michigan just offered him $125 million for 10 years. He's not going anywhere, okay? Chargers can't compete with that. I think Frank Smith ends up with the Chargers this coming season and Justin Herbert. Uh, your thoughts on that, and then we could get out of here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I do think, though, that they were that they are, like, you know, Ben Johnson, I think, would probably be a guy that they'd also be looking at. Um, I think he's probably the first cab off the rank in terms of offensive coaches because I think there is a slight concern in inverted commas, around Frank Smith uh, solely because of the amount of work that Mike McDaniel does. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, I think Smith will certainly be in the running for a job, and I think he would be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, for the Chargers. All right. Uh, we do this every single week, okay? In the middle of the week. We always, if you want to know when we are on, you wait for our quarterback, Tuatunga Valoa, to speak. You wait an hour, and we're usually on the air on our Discord. If you want to become a member and you want to participate in these Q&As every single week, you go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and you can join there for $3 a month. See you next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.